By downloading or listening to this podcast, you are agreeing to Moody's legal terms and conditions found at moody's.com slash disclaimer, including that the information provided is not investment or financial advice, and that Moody's will not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. I'm Danielle Reed, and this is Moody's Talks, focused on finance. In today's special Outlook episode, I'll be talking to Manoj Jatani of Moody's life insurance team about the outlook for global life insurers this year and why that stayed stable despite an economic slowdown worldwide. Later from London, my co-host Miles Nelligan will talk to Moody's insurance analyst Christian Badorf about why the 2023 outlook for property and casualty insurance, or PNC insurance, has turned negative. Miles, hi. Thanks for joining. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. So, Miles, what are the biggest reasons the PNC outlook went negative this year? Moody's has actually never had a negative outlook on global PNC insurance. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's been stable since Moody's first started doing insurance sector outlooks on a global basis back in uh, way back in 2013. Uh, so, the main reasons for the negative outlook this year are higher claims inflation in most regions. Uh, as well as an increase in reinsurance costs. So claims inflation, meaning the costs for claims are getting higher, is that linked to consumer price inflation? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Claims inflation is simply the speed at which average claims are increasing. Uh, Now, this has accelerated uh, partly as a result of high consumer price inflation in many countries, uh, particularly the US and Europe. Uh, And it particularly affects car insurance and homeowners insurance. That's because the cost of auto replacement parts and also certain construction materials is so high. Right. And the fact that this is all happening when things have opened back up again after the pandemic, so people are driving their cars and traveling, that hasn't helped either, I guess. Yeah. I mean, as we'll hear from Christian in a few moments, that is definitely also a factor. And you mentioned higher reinsurance costs. Yeah, well, reinsurers have absorbed very high losses from natural catastrophes over the past few years. Uh, and of course, like primary insurers, they're also suffering from claims inflation. Um, these factors combined have allowed them to uh, substantially increase what they charge for covering primary insurers. Got it. Miles, I am really looking forward to hearing you get the details from Christian on that in a little while. But first, I'm here with Moody's analyst Manoj Jatani in New York to talk about the 2023 outlook for global life insurers. Manoj, hi. Welcome back to Focus on Finance. Hi, Daniel. So, Manoj, life insurers are facing pretty tough macroeconomic conditions worldwide now with high inflation in several big regions, plus the military conflict in Ukraine that is raising volatility and energy costs. You know, recession is a word we're hearing a lot, and yet the outlook is stable. Why is that? So, well, Daniel, we've highlighted two main reasons for maintaining a stable outlook for global life insurers. Firstly, it's the rising interest rate environment in most insurance markets globally. Um, This benefit insurers in a variety of ways, including increased net investment income, which boosts profitability, and also increased demand for interest-sensitive products such as fixed annuities. And then there is improved profitability of current products such as spread-based or guaranteed products. To just elaborate a bit on the increased investment income, recently we've seen yields on new investments in some regions exceed the average portfolio yields for life insurers. 
Okay, just to stop you there for one second for some context. The point you're making really is that interest rates were so low for so long that yields on investment portfolios have also been really low for life insurers, right? Yes, exactly. But you know, just to note, we expect overall portfolio yields to fall in the fourth quarter of this year and possibly into 2023 because some maturing investments continue to have a higher coupon rate than new money yields. Uh, but that said, the rate of portfolio yield decline should be at a much lower pace, and we may see an inflection point in the near term, particularly if rates remain at current levels or rise further. Got it. And so what's the second reason for the stable outlook? So the second reason is what we've observed is insurance companies globally have reported solid regulatory capital ratios as a result of strong financial positions and a continued emphasis on risk management. In fact, some companies were able to use the low interest rate environment to issue debt at low funding cost over the last few years. This was, you know, a means by which they were able to bolster their capital ratios and and liquidity. Even though insurers have been deploying excess capital for shareholder-friendly activities and making acquisitions using a combination of excess capital and issuing debt, our financial metrics such as leverage ratios remain within our rating expectation. Um, and finally, rating downgrades and defaults have had only a minor impact on capital levels so far, although the effects could be magnified if there is a severe downturn. Got it. Now, all of that said, there are some regions where we do have negative outlooks on the life insurance sector. Could we talk about those? I know China is one, and that's the second largest insurance market after the U.S., I believe. Right. So so we have three insurance markets where we have a negative outlook. So China being one, um, that's a region where we recently changed the outlook from stable to negative. Um, and the reason for that was, you know, our negative outlook reflects our expectation that insurance demand will weaken because of lower disposable income and more cautious consumer spending. Although China's capitalization ratios are strong, we expect capital generation in the near term to remain weak as a result of lower investment yields and volatile capital markets. Taiwan is another region where we have a negative outlook. And the reason for that is um, the sector's significant exposure to high-risk assets and capital market volatility, which has more than offset the benefit of rising rates. Although Taiwan's insurers have lower capitalization, this is offset by slow premium growth and a flexible dividend policy. And finally, we have a negative outlook for the Italian life insurance sector, although I would say that despite the slow economic growth and ongoing market volatility, we are seeing signs of improvement in earnings and capital for that region. Got it. Thanks, Manoj. And one last question for you. I know the outlook is stable for global life insurance because so far the benefits of higher interest rates are outweighing the negatives of inflation and weaker economic growth. Is there anything that would change Moody's view on the sector to tilt it more toward the negative? So, Daniel, what we've highlighted in our report as considerations that could cause us to change the outlook to negative from stable. So one would be if we see a prolonged recession or prospects of stagflation in multiple regions. Second, if interest rates reverse their recent trend and decline to low levels and stay low. And the third would be if there's a deterioration in the asset quality which gives rise to rating downgrades and defaults, thereby weakening asset quality, profitability, and capital adequacy. Manoj, thank you so much. And my co-host, Miles Nelligan, is now back with us to talk to Moody's insurance analyst, Christian Badorf, who's based in Frankfurt. 
Thanks very much, Danielle. And uh, hi, Christian. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. So, Christian, our outlook for global P&C insurers is negative for the first time ever. Um, tell me, what tipped the needle from stable to negative this year? First, I should say that there is significant variation in our outlooks on different P&C sectors around the globe, as economies and societies are in different stages of their post-COVID recovery. And in addition, you have some sectors where we are seeing specific and more favorable factors at play currently. In general, however, the main driver for the negative outlook on the sector globally is expected pressure on P&C insurers' earnings. And that is based on our view that uh, underwriting profitability is likely to deteriorate going into 2023. And where is that pressure coming from? Now, in most regions over the last years, uh, claims frequencies had been almost unnaturally low because of COVID-19 restrictions. And claims frequencies now are in most regions also trending back towards pre-pandemic levels. And that does result in higher cost of claims. Uh, and particularly in motor insurance, uh, which accounts on average for about 40 to 60% of the sector's premiums in the countries. In addition to that, uh, what we have been seeing for a while now is actually claims inflation increasing quite a bit. That is linked to some extent uh, to the increase in consumer price inflation that most of us are seeing on a daily basis. But in some lines of business, uh, the claims inflation we are seeing is actually much higher uh, than consumer price inflation. And examples would be motor insurance uh, and home insurance in particular. Talking about regional variation in this context, uh, claims inflation is particularly high in Europe and in the US, whereas it is much more moderate in China and Japan. And lastly, what we have also seen over the last couple of years is that there has been a significant increase in the frequency and severity of natural catastrophes and that reinsurers uh, continue to increase their prices uh, for the protection they offer in this context. Right, well, which is an additional cost for primary insurers. Um, uh, but Christian, if I understand correctly, it's not just a question of reinsurers raising their prices to compensate for natural catastrophe losses. They're also actually reducing what they'll cover and, in effect, uh, asking primary insurers to, to absorb more of it on their own. That's right. And taking a step back, right, over the last couple of years, five years or so at least, reinsurers have carried most of the burden related to natural catastrophe claims, which on average for the last five years have been at about 100 billion US dollar on an annual basis. And by the way, 2022 looks to be very similar to that, could even end up to be slightly higher. And given that they have taken such a high share of the burden, Reinsurance capacity is now getting increasingly scarcer, with some reinsurers cutting back on their exposure to business that is exposed to natural catastrophes. Now, the market has been getting harder for a couple of years now, i.e. reinsurers have already started a while back to increase prices. But we do expect that in the upcoming renewals, uh, there will be significant upwards pressure on reinsurance prices as well. And not only that, as you rightly mentioned, uh, it also appears that reinsurers uh, will kind of force primary insurers to accept higher levels uh, of uh, retention. Basically, that means that they that primary insurers will have to keep a larger share of the risk on their own balance sheets. So overall, lower protection levels at higher prices, and that will likely put pressure on primary insurers underwriting results going forward. That makes sense. 
Um, I think another point you make in your report is that all this is happening in a, in a weaker economy, which will make it harder for PNC insurers to raise premiums enough to offset their losses. Exactly. So all what we have discussed so far, right, that will point uh, to reinsurers uh, increasing their prices quite significantly. And again, there are regional differences, as I mentioned earlier. And also one point I would point out is that commercial insurers are in a better place when it comes to pricing already today. Their pricing is more adequate uh, than, than for retail insurers, generally speaking. Now, there are a couple of measures to be implemented here, right? One is indexation. Uh, in some lines of businesses around the globe, you do see indexation, i.e. the premium volumes are linked uh, to the development of uh, underlying indices. And hopefully these indices uh, reflect the increasing trend uh, in claims cost. Um, but that is by definition a backward looking measure. So it does not help you with reflecting uh, expected future trends in claims inflation. This is more or less done than an active repricing of the business. And that is, in our view, uh, in some lines of business, in retail in particular, going to be more challenging because of the aforementioned difficult macroeconomic environment. Uh, but also uh, the competitive environment is, uh, is quite intense uh, in some markets. And we, in general terms, we do believe that market leaders with strong competitive positions should be better able to implement the price increases that are needed. Okay, thanks, Christian. Uh, can we briefly discuss the investment side of the PNC insurance business? Uh, we heard from Manoj a few minutes ago that life insurers, for example, are going to benefit from higher interest rates. That is also true for PNC companies and uh, maybe even a bit quicker than for life companies because PNC companies usually operate uh, with lower duration uh, on the asset side. So increasing interest rates will feed through. Uh, to higher investment income more quickly. So that's clearly a positive factor uh, in, in almost all regions. Exceptions really are Japan and China. In Japan, interest rates haven't been moving a lot uh, over the last year, and we do not necessarily expect that to change. And in China, interest rates actually have been, have been falling uh, over this year. And again, uh, no, no change in trend uh, expected here. So there will be no positive in terms of investment income in, in these two regions. And even where we do see these increase in interest rates, the financial market environment has been quite difficult in terms of equity markets, but also credit markets. And that, uh, to some extent, will offset uh, the positive uh, from higher interest rates to some extent. One thing I should mention is that uh, capital adequacy uh, remains a strength of the sector in general terms. And uh, the sector is, is, is well bolstered uh, to kind of weather uh, the currently difficult environment here. So, Christian, I'm just going to jump in with one last question, the same last question I asked Manoj, but in this case, in reverse. What could turn the PNC outlook back to stable? What needs to happen? Kind of the usual suspects, I suppose, right? Stronger economic growth uh, certainly would be helpful. Uh, lower financial market volatility would also be supportive of a more stable view on the sector. But the main driver really is uh, the claims inflation. Will we see uh, that relaxing a bit uh, over next year that would, would support a more stable view on the sector overall? Christian, thank you so much. And Miles and Manoj, thank you both very much as well. And thank you, as always, to our listeners for tuning in. If you'd like to explore this topic in more depth, you can go to the show notes for this episode at moody's.com slash podcasts. And please tune in again soon for future episodes of Focus on Finance.
Thanks for listening to this Moody's Talks podcast. To find out more about the topics discussed, please follow the links in the show notes. You can check out other Moody's Talks podcasts by visiting moody's.com slash podcasts.